and welcome to Books Unbound Podcast with your hosts, me, it's Ariel, and me, Raylene. Woo! Um, we're here to talk books. Before we dive in, we want to thank you all. Thank you. Thank Seriously. you, Seriously, yeah. <laughs> um, the reception that we got for our first episode was so unbelievably kind and generous. People sharing that they were listening to us on Instagram was so exciting. Every time that we were, like, mentioned in someone's story, I was like, oh, a dream has come true. Yeah, it made um, me so happy. I didn't think we were going to have that many listeners at all. I know. So we're super grateful and we're really excited to have you guys here. And We're excited to do another good episode and to bring them to you every week. Um, we also really want to thank everyone who's supporting us over on Patreon, uh, on Patreon, Patreon, <laughs> that's a word I can pronounce, um, because I don't know, it just really supports the podcast. We're trying to make it something that we can do every single week and, um, it really helps us out. So if you want to go check out the Patreon, there is a bonus mini podcast that you can listen to mm-hmm. where we reminisce about old YA, um, and, uh, vote a poll you can go vote even if you're not a patron you can go and participate in these things um, we made them available for everyone you can go vote on what our first buddy read will be because Raylene and I want to read a book together and do a special like review episode so you yeah. can join in on that um, but now it is time to jump on in Raylene what are you currently reading? <laughs> oh, let me tell you. This is a book that you're going to be happy to hear I'm currently reading. And it is, once again, a graphic novel. It seems like all I read is graphic novels based on these two episodes. Um, it's the but good <laughs> It really is. Sometimes <laughs> I'm just like panic before we're about to record. And I'm like, I need to be reading a book. Pick up a graphic <laughs> novel. Um, <laughs> so the book I'm currently reading is The Prince and the Dressmaker by Jen yes! Wang. Which is so far one of the cutest books I've seen like the I love her yeah. art. She also did a book mm. called In Real Life with uh, yes. Cory Doctorow. She did the illustrations yes. for that. So I've been kind of excited for her to do something else cool since then. And this one is super cute. Um, it's basically about a young girl who is a dressmaker, and she gets basically picked up by the prince to uh, make dresses for him. And that's kind of all I know so far. So yeah. I'm really excited. I like where this is going, and I know that you love this book. So. I'm pretty pumped about that. I loved that book. I just thought it was so beautiful and so... Well, first of all, and I mean, for me, it really is the main thing with a graphic novel. Mm -hmm. I I need the story to be good, obviously, but and I want to like the characters, but I just need to love the art. Like, I just need to... When I'm reading a graphic novel, it's like... It is like watching a movie, sort of, or a short film or something. I'm, like, really in it for the beautiful art. And so I just watched, or I, I watched it. I no, watched I a good graphic novel. <laughs> I read that graphic novel and I was so into the art style. Jen Wang's art is beautiful. And I also read In Real Life. And oh, the so thing good. about In Real Life was, it was one of, like, I find myself gasping with graphic novels mm-hmm. in a way that I don't with other books. I think we maybe talked about this in the first episode, but like they just make, yeah, we talked about how like graphic novels make me laugh more. Yeah. Um, they also just, they just make me like express more. I'm just like, <gasps> and Oh, like, totally. And I can um, attest to that from personal experience. I read, or I sat next to Ariel while she was reading a graphic novel and oh she would God, not stop exclaiming. <laughs> That was Laura Dean keeps breaking up with me. She would not shut up. It was hilarious. <laughs> it's true. It's so true. It's just something about graphic novels. I don't know if it's because, like, you can see their expressions or, like, you can see their reactions. Or mm-hmm. it's because it's, like, straight dialogue. Do You know, like, you can see the voice coming out of their mouth. Totally. And they say something. And I'm just like, oh, my God. <laughs> Seriously, um, and Prince and the Dressmaker has some of that already, too. Like, sometimes yes. their expressions are just so funny, and I'm like, this is yes, genius. Exactly, um, but I just, I love that story. It had such a beautiful ending, it has such beautiful art, it's a really cool story, and it's really cool because it's Jen Wang's first, I think it's her first, I'm pretty sure, it's her so first too. book, um, like, com- where she did the story and the art, whereas, mm-hmm. like, with In Real Life, she teamed up with Cory Doctorow, so... Yeah, it's a yeah, big deal. I loved it. I'm, I can't wait to hear what you think when you finish it. Oh, yeah. Um, what are you currently reading? All right, so it is a couple days before Halloween. Um, we're in, like, the, the week running up to Halloween. Mm-hmm. I decided to pick up a book I've been meaning to read for eons, and it is Practical Magic <gasps> okay. by Alice Hoffman. <laughs> Have you read it? I haven't, but you want to hear a story. It's not really a story, but... I want it. I, for some <laughs> reason, have this urge to watch the movie Practical Magic, and yeah. I want to watch it more than anything right now, but I can't find it anywhere. <laughs> like, my library doesn't have it. Uh, 
that's pretty much it. I can't find it yeah. anywhere else. It's not on Netflix, at least not oh, in Canadian no. Netflix. So I'm probably going to end up buying a DVD on Amazon because I want to watch it so badly. Wait, <laughs> this is really bad news for me because I want to watch the movie after uh-huh. I read the book. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's bad news. It's funny. I, before we recorded, I was like, I wonder if I can find a way to talk about Practical Magic. But we don't talk about movies, so how am I supposed to do that? And here, here we go. Moment. <laughs> it was meant to be. <laughs> That's so funny. Okay, so I literally just started this, mm-hmm. so I'm te- like ten pages in. Nice. I have, so I really can't say much. But from what I gather, and like from the back of the book, and like the reason that I wanted to read it, and mm-hmm. like from the movie trailer, it's about two sisters who are witches and live in this town, and everyone hates them. <laughs> and um, I don't know if they actually are witches, as in like they have cauldrons right. and do spells, or if they're more kind of like just a bit magical you know that kind of witch where it's yeah. more like just they have a spiritual sense totally i was wondering um, about that too just based on reading the synopsis i'm like it doesn't say anything like the word witch wasn't mentioned in the synopsis i read so exactly. i was like are they actually witches nobody exactly. knows i can't tell so the first 10 pages has set a perfect uh setting like i am here for it it is very spooky and like it's basically about these two girls who are mm-hmm. sisters. They're 13 months apart. Um, and they're, I think they're like 10 and 11 or whatever. Oh, wow. And so, yeah. um, they are, they're really cosmically linked. Like it says, like they know what each other wants. And like, if one of them wants dessert, you could ask the other one and she would know what oh, kind of dessert she wants. Yeah. So again, it's not like magic magic, but it's sort right. of like, will it evolve into more strict magic? Mm-hmm. Um, but the main thing is like, it ex- it took a few pages explaining the house that they live in and it's the perfect witch setting. Oh. It's like this super spooky house. It said like, um, even though it's covered in dust, every wooden surface is so shiny you can see a reflection in it and like stuff like that where it's kind of like why is it clean if it's a dusty house like yeah, it's because it's, it's mysterious magic. it's so magic it's, it is. <laughs> um but the other main thing is that they're like social pariahs nobody likes them mm-hmm. um everyone doesn't trust them they aren't they don't have parents their parents passed away so they're living with their aunts okay. and the whole house is seen as like evil everyone avoids them people are scared to cross past their house yeah. um and it says that every day on their way to school people like throw rocks at them but oh that God. the rocks never hit them because magic because kind of, <laughs> magic so yeah so i'm really into the vibe so far, I'm really glad that I started it yeah. because I've been meaning to read it for a long time and I'm really bad at avoiding books I'm really excited about. Like, w- that is like a dumb thing I do. Oh, I know. I was actually going to suggest that we do like a whole discussion on that because I was going to ask if you do that too. I feel like everybody oh, does do. that. I don't know why that is. Like, I have about 10 books probably that I've been meaning to read for like six years and I just never read them. What's up with that? I know. Why do we do okay, this to ourselves? I have a, a weird question for you. Okay. When you're eating food, <laughs> uh-huh. bear with me. When you're eating food, do you do the thing where you save your favorite part of the food till the <gasps> end? I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I kind of eat a little bit of everything, but I save the most mashed potatoes for the end. You know what I mean? That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Maybe it's the mashed potatoes effect. <laughs> That's actually genius. I've never even considered that. Maybe it's sort of like in our minds, we're like, wait, no, I should save that till the end to savor it. I'll get through a few more books before I get to that one. But because it's reading, it takes years to get Seriously. to it. Seriously. And it's like, you don't even know if you're going to love it by the end. Like when yeah. you actually read oh, it. It's totally. it's so tricky. Oh man, what a conundrum we have here. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're finally reading one of those books. Cause... I'm calling it the mashed potato effects. I'm finally <laughs> eating the mashed potatoes, really. <laughs> I'm so happy for you. I hope the book uh, lives up to your expectations. Yeah, I'm definitely excited to to dive in. And I really, really want to watch the movie because it stars Nicole Kidman and Sandra Bullock in the 90s. I'm oh. like, how is that not the perfect movie? That's why I want to watch it. Also, I've heard the movie is way better than the book. Not to like Ooh, make interesting. hurt your feelings about the book, but I've heard that um, the movie is, like, superior. So it's just going to be a great experience all around, I bet you. Okay, well, whichever one of us finds out how to watch it first (laughs) has to let the other one know. Okay, sounds good. (laughs) You know what another movie is I can't find? What? Lost in Translation. (gasps) Oh, yeah, that's one one of my friends had to lend it to me, I think, when I watched it. Yeah, I can't find it on iTunes. I can't find it on Netflix, like, Amazon Prime. I can't find it anywhere. (laughs) It's no and I love that movie. I've seen it like two or three times and I like really want to rewatch it and I can't. Tragedy. That's so sad. 
All right. Well, Raylene, what was the last book that you finished? Okay. Well, this is actually kind of funny because last week you had asked me if I've read this book and I said I hadn't. Mm -hmm. And then just by some weird circumstance, I happened to pick it up and read it right away. And that is Red, White, and Royal Blue by Casey McQuiston. So, I love that. I love that, like, we just <laughs> talked about it in the last episode, and you're like, yeah, I'll just read it. <laughs> yeah, and, like, I forgot that we had talked about it. I didn't pick it up because of that. It just kind of oh. happened. <laughs> and then I listened to the episode again, and I was like, wait, what? What? <laughs> you, you asked me if I read it, and I, whatever. So, maybe it's a premonition thing. Maybe. Maybe, you should... maybe we'll mention a book in this episode that one of us will end up reading by next week. Yeah, <laughs> I was about to say, you should premonish me another book, but that doesn't yeah. make any sense. <laughs> But anyway, so yeah, I finished this book. It only took me a couple of days to read because it was just so much fun, truly. Mm. Um, it's quite a simple story. It's about a, a couple of boys who are very important people. One is the Prince of Wales and the other guy is the son of the first female president. So both characters are famous and are in the public eye. And at the beginning of the story, they kind of have this weird relationship where they don't really know each other, but they kind of have a rivalry like they're mm. both really famous boys and mm -hmm. <laughs> you know so I feel like they're kind of like competing with each other um right. but then through certain circumstances they end up being forced to hang out with each other and they you know get each other's phone numbers and start texting and blah 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 and they kind mm -hmm. of develop this very cute romance um which is really fun because the main character who you kind of see through his eyes is the um first son so not the prince and he before the story starts doesn't realize he's bisexual and so it's kind of him oh, discovering so himself learning oh, yeah okay. exactly so they're both that. like 23 so they're not teenagers which is nice about this it's almost like new adult even though it's like it doesn't take place in college or whatever but yeah yeah so it was super fun and super romantic and blah 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 it was really a good time i don't read a lot of romance books like I mentioned last week which is funny that I'm now reading a romance book or just finished one yeah. but it was Based really on your great. reading habits you're a huge romance I reader. love romance <laughs> yeah like both of the books I've talked about this episode involve princes and they're both pink <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know but yeah I really recommend this one it was really kind of wholesome even though it was also kind of sexy <laughs> but mm. like it was very um cute and nice and uh, a good story all around so I really liked it. How is the texting in it? That's like um, a real, that's such a specifically weird question. But like, I find that texting in books can either be really good or really badly done for some reason. Yeah, well, like, it wasn't. First of all, they use a weird font. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think there was a slightly different font used, but they didn't have like speech bubbles and things. Like it wasn't formatted okay. exactly like texting, but they also had yeah. emails involved. Um, Ooh, okay. which were also fun. So that added to the fun of it, because I love reading things with slightly weird formats, as we talked about last week. But, yeah. um, yeah. So, it wasn't weird or bad at all, I don't think. Cool. Because uh, I actually love it when texting is involved, because that's how many, that's how so many conversations Totally. Happen, right? Um, but it'll be like, they'll send weird emojis, or it'll be like, <laughs> lol, like yeah. five times. And I'm like, Nobody, nobody talks like that. <laughs> right, that's true. No, I don't recall having any feelings like it was an unnatural texting situation, so. So do you feel like um, you have another romance read that's kind of like up next for you? Do you have a rom uh, like, do you have another romance in your to be read? Oh, I have a few. Um, when I bought Red, White, and Royal Blue last week, I also picked up The Flat Share by Beth O'Leary, I think is the author. Okay. So that one's probably on my up next. That one also sounds super fun. It's about two people who are sharing a flat but never meet each other, and then they just, like, leave oh. post-it notes for each other, and they don't meet for a very long time, apparently. They don't meet until, like, halfway oh, through the book. that sounds cute. Yeah, so it's very, very cute from what I can tell, because... Oh, that sounds really fun. Yeah, so that's all I know about it, but it sounds like a fun book. Damn. Yeah. Well, really in the romance reader. That's me. I'll <laughs> take any go. recommendations, please. <laughs> and um, yeah, tell me about your recent finished book. Okay. I am so unbelievably excited to talk about Sheets by Brenna Thumbler. Oh. So this is a, I didn't mention this last week, right? No, I didn't. No, this is um, a new read. No, yeah, I kind of picked it up because I had finished reading Pumpkin Heads by Rainbow Rowell. Oh, I want to read that. And it was a graphic novel that takes place in a pumpkin patch. And I was like, oh, that was so much fun. I'd love another spooky graphic novel for this time of the year. And I remembered I bought sheets. And I was mm -hmm. like, oh, it's perfect. It's both ghosts. I'll pick it up. Yeah. I opened the page. 
<laughs> to the first page and I'm like, oh my god, this is beautiful. This is just so unbelievably beautiful. Yeah. And I, like, just sit there and read most of the book. And I jokingly post um, on Instagram, but honestly, I don't think it is a joke. I'm like, Brenna Thumler needs to illustrate everything from now on. Because yeah, I'm just, like, that. obsessed. I'm obsessed with her illustration style. But more than that, the story. The story is great. It's mm-hmm. so good. Um, so basically, it's about this girl who lives um, in a laundromat, right? Like, her family owns this laundromat business, and uh, they live upstairs in the apartment above. Mm-hmm. Um, her mom bought the laundromat, but her mom has just passed away. And so the girl, who seems to be in, like, grade 8 or grade 9, she is running the laundromat basically on her own wow. because her dad has kind of become really depressed and um, isolated from the family since his mom, uh, since their mom has passed. So she's, like, super stressed out and very sad. Like, she's just such a mm-hmm. sad character. But then it will cut to another whole different story about this ghost called Wendell. Oh, I love <laughs> that Wendell, name for him. <laughs> okay, Wendell is a perfect name. Like, this was a stroke of genius from Brenna Thumler. But Wendell is, like, the cutest ghost of all time. Oh, my gosh. You guys so can't see out. this, but I'm no, looking I at just, him. <laughs> I just showed um, Raylene Wendell on camera, and he's the cutest thing. He's kind of, like, in denial of how he died. Mm. Um, and in this graphic novel, the ghosts all, like, look like sheets. You know, like, they're covered in sheets. Yeah. It's, like, that style of ghost. Um, but he's in denial of how he died, and he lives in this ghost town that he hates, so he escapes the ghost town, and he finds this laundromat. And from what I can tell, basically, he likes the laundromat because he sees other sheets in there, right? <laughs> he's like, those Being my washed. <laughs> Yeah, my people! So he goes in there, and it's kind of about how he meets the main character, and, um... Like, what the little adventure that they go on. It is such a beautiful moving tale. You feel so much for the girl, and you feel so much for Wendell. And the way that... Okay, I was so stressed because there's this, like, stressful plot line that this (laughs) other person in town wants to take the laundromat away from the family. And I was so stressed out. Like, like Brenna Thumler nailed it. She made me stressed, right? And (laughs) I'm reading it, and I'm like, how are we going to fix this? And it all works out perfectly in the end. And I, like, literally felt, like, goosebumps at the end i was like emotional i was like this is perfect um so this is legit one of the best books i've read this year i love it so much um i want everyone to go and read it (laughs) because i just think it's so beautiful um yeah i think it's also great for people who don't think they're into graphic novels yeah like i think that the quality of the art here will just like make you realize that you need more graphic novels in your life like there's this one illustration of a library that's so beautiful and like oh that's just great i love finding a really great graphic novel because as we discussed earlier like sometimes they can have really great art but then not great story and that's yes but you also want the art to be great right because if it goes Mm -hmm. the other way around it's also kind of disappointing like if it's a great story Mm -hmm. but the art is lacking it's like oh you are so close (laughs) Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's nice that you that need one that, had both. You need that perfect coalition. Yeah, absolutely. And I've definitely had ones where I love the art so much, and the story is good, but it didn't hit me. You know, mm-hmm. I was like, I love this art, but the story was only okay. Um, yeah. This has it all. <laughs> oh, good. I will have to add it to my list. I will now stop ranting about it because I'm like, um, I talked with Brenda Thumbler on Instagram because I like <gasps> I quote I was like I love your book and she like was like thank you and now I'm like a nerd because I just like love her book so much. <laughs> She's like, the number one. <laughs> um fun. all right and so our last question is what is the last book you bought? Did you buy anything this week? Oh did I ever I'm just gonna go with the last one I received in the mail because I got yeah. quite a few and okay. I don't need to talk about them all. <laughs> I went through a phase I bought a lot of books. Um but yeah, this one's probably the most interesting to most people. Anyway, I picked up Ninth House by Lee Bardugo, mm-hmm. um, which I wasn't going to buy. I was actually on the wait list for it at the library, but then I got sick of waiting and was like, you know what? I need to know what all this <laughs> hype is about. Yeah. So, and it's funny. I actually almost picked this up just to start reading yesterday. And then I was like, but I don't know if I'm ready yet. So I don't mm. know. People need to tell me if it's like, will I fly through it? Because I have other books I want to read probably before it. But yeah, I'm quite excited about this one though because it also is seems kind of spooky and like yes. ma- magic-y so now might be a perfect time to read it actually don't mash potatoes it 
Raylene. <laughs> I was just going to say, this is, the, premonish me another book. This is the one that I'm, I'm premonishing it to me right now. <laughs> I think it's the ninth house, especially because we are in like a spooky season. So um, what's it about exactly? Mm, let me have a quick look because that is a good question. Um, well, this is Lee Bardugo's adult debut, so yes. it's different. That's what's um, really interesting to yeah. me because she is obviously so renowned as a YA author. Mm -hmm. To think of her writing adult, very intriguing. Right, and all of her books are, as far as I've seen so far anyway, are all very, like, high fantasy. So you have to jump into this whole fantasy world, whereas this one, I think, is a little different. Um, yeah, it says, A tale of power, privilege, dark magic, and murder set among the Ivy League elite. Um, I love that. Yeah, so the main character is a freshman at Yale, and she sounds like she had kind of a rough life. There's oh, it's a girl going on. Yeah, I name... definitely thought it was a male main character for. Some I reason. thought so too. The main character's name is Galaxy Stern or Alex. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. So her name yeah. is Galaxy or Alex, which could be a guy, but is not surprising. I would definitely go by Galaxy. I would yeah. make everyone Hi, I'm Galaxy. Galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's about. Um, murder and magic, as far as I can tell. So it does kind of sound like the secret history, but with magic, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Have you read anything else by her? I have only read Six of Crows. I own the first Grisha book, but I haven't read it yet. I've owned mm -hmm. it since we first went to VidCon, which was a long time ago. <laughs> but I do yeah, plan to read that 2013? eventually. 2013? It was, yeah. Me and Katrina <laughs> both bought it, and I don't know if she's read it. She probably has. I'm mashed potatoesing that one for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I've only read Six of Crows, which was really good. It, it's kind of a slow start, but really pays off in the end. So I'm mm. kind of hoping that this one is like, you know, crazy from the get-go. Actually, last time we read the first sentences from our new book, so maybe I'll just read the first sentence. Oh my sentence. god, you're right! We yeah. should do that again. Okay, well this is the first sentence of the prologue, but I'm going to go with it. Yeah. <clears throat> By the time Alex managed to get the blood out of her good wool coat, it was too warm to wear it. Oh, that's intriguing. <laughs> that's exciting. <laughs> it's probably something innocent, kill? but uh, yeah, no, who did she kill? Oh, spooky. That's and, so funny. Yeah, I think I'm done talking about it. Which book did you get most recently? Well, no, I just wanted to say, like, I'm really curious about this, uh, about Ninth House, because it's yeah. so incredibly hyped. It but really is. I want to know if it's just hyped by her fans or mm. by everyone in general. Because uh, Leigh Bardugo has in crazy good fans. Like, her fans are like, That's you know true. what I mean? Like, they're, they're so in love with her. Which, kudos. I love that. I love when people, like, love an author and are excited by their mm -hmm. new book. Like, I love that. But I'm wondering, as a person who's never read any of her books, mm, is yeah. this going to be one that appeals to me? Or, because I'm not really into fantasy very much, you know, there right. are obviously exceptions. I'm the, like, you know, a big, as big a Harry Potter fan as the next guy. Um, but I'm like, ah, I haven't picked up any of her books, right? But this one intrigues me, because I'm like, it's not super fantasy. Yes, there's magic, yeah. which is cool and fun, but it's set in the real world. Um, yeah, and set at college, which is also yeah. exciting. Which I love. I love it. I kind of feel like there is right now a big push into new adult and yeah. like, um, which I'm really excited about. But like, it's interesting because the new adult genre very much became like a weirdly erotic thing. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> it's basically like erotica, but for 19 year olds. <laughs> yeah. Which is kind of uncomfortable, but like the actual thing is just new adults right just like being graduated like, from high school and learn trying to figure out what you're doing with your life <laughs> yeah so that college era is a really cool setting for me and something i relate to way more than high school now because i mm -hmm. just high school feels so far away um yeah very which i feel like yeah this is marketed as an adult book but it is yeah. very much that it is new adult but that's not like a widely known genre i guess as yeah. a non-romance thing but yes, that'll be exactly. interesting to see more of that i wonder if she kind of did that as, because she is a YA author. Like, maybe she does feel like she still is trying to appeal to the younger crowd a mm -hmm. little bit, even though it's an adult book. Like, I wonder how many teens are going to read this book. <laughs> because I think it's a lot. Her. Probably. I think a lot. Yeah. Because yeah. their fans love her. And it the cover looks not too adult to me. Like, it looks, like, That's fun true. and intriguing with that snake. I'm like, mm -hmm. Lagini, what are you doing here? <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing on the back of that book? Front of that book? 
Um, yeah. Well, the two books, I picked up two books, and I'm just going to mention one of them real quick, because I picked okay. up Sadie by Courtney Summers, and I know that this, oh, this yeah. is a big book uh, this year, like, a lot of people have read this one. Mm-hmm. Um, I just started listening to the audiobook, and I'm really enjoying it, so I like having a physical copy of all of the books that I like. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so I'm interested in this one. I don't really have much to say about it other than I'm enjoying the audiobook. Um, yeah, the audiobook and, is amazing. Yeah, it's, like, full cast. The book is, by the is um, like, written as a podcast. So they did, like, this full production audiobook, which is super cool. Um, and it's about a murder in a small town of, of a girl, basically. Yeah. Um, but the first line, since we're doing it, is... <laughs> It's a beautiful day in the city. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, because it opens with the podcast guys talking. Yeah, the podcast guys, like, it's a beautiful day. I just had a sandwich. (laughs) Right? That doesn't make you think it's going to be about murder and darkness at all. (laughs) Yeah. Um, The other book I got, I'm really, really excited about. First of all, I love the cover. It's um, Pale Fire by Vladimir Novikov, and it's a purple cover with a match that's kind of just been extinguished. Oh, I love a good smoky smoke. match. <laughs> yep, nothing like a smoky match. <laughs> I, I love um, a good looking for Alaska type of cover. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know exactly what this book is about. I'm not even going to lie to you. It just says it's about, uh, it's a 999 line poem by a reclusive genius. Um, and then there's this forward and all of this commentary mm. by a, like a big uh, fan and... Um, like academic yeah so it's like i haven't read it i don't know anything about it the reason that i picked it up is because i on my channel did a video called would george orwell have listened to lord and um, <laughs> my conclusion is yes <laughs> um, if you want to watch me rant and rave about why for 30 minutes that's on my channel <laughs> i know it was absurd that's hilarious. absolutely absurd. you did your research um, and you had to share it <laughs> i printed so many lyrics um <laughs> But I want to do a second video called Would Nabokov Have Listened to Lana Del Rey? And the reason that this has occurred to me is because, first of all, the first video was so fun to do. But secondly, I've always wondered because um, Lana has a lot of lyrics from Mm. Lolita. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Like some of the lines from Lolita are just like flat out some of her lyrics, but then she also kind of talks about Lolita. So Mm -hmm. I'm very curious, like, okay, I want to go through her lyrics a bit more and like pick them out. But then also I've only read Lolita by Vladimir Novikov, so it doesn't feel fair to be like based on one book when he listened to Lana. You know, I want to do the research. You got to get to know him a little better (laughs) as a person. I picked this one up because I've heard really good things about it. But let's get the first line. I have no idea what this is going to be. It's going to be really smart, I bet you. (laughs) Yeah, it actually is. It sounds very academic. Pale Fire, a poem in heroic couplets of 999 lines divided into four cantos, was comprised by John Francis Shade during the last 20 days of his life in his residence in New Y, Appalachia, USA. (laughs) So, okay, great. Not even the beginning (laughs) of a story. (laughs) It's not at all. It's the story. So... Yeah, I have no idea. It's cool. It's high concept. I love that, right? Like, mm-hmm. it is a bit unconventional format. It's not just a story. It's like a poem. And yeah, a I didn't realize that about, about it. Yeah, yeah, that's very interesting. So that's fun. Um, now it is time for us to recommend some books. Oh, I'm so excited Woo! for this. We got some good asks. <laughs> yes. So, excitingly, we got our first email. And oh, we're very yeah. proud of that email. So we're going to respond to that email. It's also perfect because it's a witchy question. Oh, and perfect timing. being the, like, what is it, two days before um, Halloween when the mm-hmm. podcast episode comes out. Um, yeah, everyone can run out and get some witchy books. Uh, do yes. you want to read that one first? Sure. So our email is from Sandra, um, and she says, Hi, Ariel and Raleen. Do you know any good witchy slash magical books that are not too dark? Think Sabrina the Teenage Witch, not the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Like, I just want people doing magical things without all that life and death drama. (laughs) I loved the way this was worded. (laughs) Yeah. They put drama with, like, every letter is spaced out with a space in between. My favorite way to write, honestly. It makes it very dramatic, actually. (laughs) Oddly enough. Um, Do you want to go first with your recommendation? Sure. I love this um, distinction between Sabrina the Teenage Witch, not the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. (laughs) Very different. Um, I think that's awesome. So the book that I picked is another graphic novel. Damn, are we just huge graphic novel people? I think we might be. 
Or we're going to, like, read all our graphic novels and go into a giant drought uh, for the next five <laughs> all episodes. I, all I have is 1,000-page books after my graphic novels are done. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what am I going to um, do? So, the book I want to recommend is a book that I absolutely adore. One of my all-time favorites. Mm-hmm. It is Super Mutant Magic Academy by Jillian Tamaki. Oh, yeah. Tamaki? I'm not sure how to pronounce that. Um, yeah, Japanese. So good. Okay. So I think that this really fulfills the criteria. Um, but a little bit, I'm cheating a tiny bit because mm. it's not about witches per se, but it is magical. So it's about That's this academy fun. called Super Mutant Magic Academy, where all of these mutants go basically and it'll be like a werewolf and someone who's invisible and someone who has like very specific power or is like part cat (laughs) oh wow kind of like sky high (laughs) yeah or they're like an alien or something like it's like all of these slightly weirdy magical people Mm -hmm. go to this school and it's this it's not really um a story as in, like, there isn't a beginning, middle, and end, mm-hmm. really. It's kind of just, like, all these different glimpses and, like, little shots of what it's like to go to the school and different comics um, of all the different characters. It is one of the funniest things <laughs> ever. Like, it killed me. I remember le- reading it and just dying at how funny it was. But also, it's really, a lot of the moments are really profound. Mm-hmm. Like, it's really, like, beautiful and deep. Yeah. Dare I say the word deep. Deep. A graphic novel. My God. (laughs) Have you you read it? I have. Yeah. That's the one that like pretty much every single comic is like one, one pager, right? Like they all fit. Yeah. I love that. That's so fun. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's definitely a different kind of graphic novel, but I like it. I just opened to one random page and there is a witch. So (gasps) there is witches. You're not cheating at all. She's literally (laughs) on a broom. (laughs) So Um, cute. Yeah. I love that boy. What is your one? Well, oddly enough, mine also takes place at an academy for magical people. <laughs> I go. picked Hex Harry Hall. Potter. No, no, no. No, no, no. <laughs> we would just be recommending that to everybody <laughs> all the time. Um, this one is Hex Hall by Rachel Hawkins. Um, and yeah, she's more well known for her more recent books, I think. I don't know if a lot of people know about Hex Hall, but I read those in high school and they were so good. The main character basically finds out she's a witch. She's, like, probably 16 years old when she finds out she's a witch. And then she goes to this academy that is for all sorts of magical people, just like your book. So there's, I think, werewolves and, like, shapeshifters, other magical-type guys there. And it's just a hilarious adventure. There is a little bit of the life-and-death drama, but it's definitely not on the same level as, you know, some other things. So I would say that one is, it's very lighthearted and made me like actually physically laugh so many times when I read it. So if you want something that's like Sabrina the Teenage Witch, that is probably the closest thing I could think of. (laughs) It's funny because I haven't thought about that book in years, but it's really fun. It is Mm -hmm. such a fun book. And I think you're right. That is a perfect one for this um, recommendation. I have a tiny story. Just a okay. little, little, a little anecdote. <laughs> um, when I graduated from high school, I won some prize. I don't know what it was. And they gave me $100. And I was so excited because, I mean, rare to have just $100 of cash. I yeah. actually think it, it was a check, but regardless. <laughs> um, I was like, I'm going to buy something big. And I decided to buy an e-reader. I went to chapters. <laughs> I bought my e-reader. I came home. I remember spending literal hours trying to pick what ebook I would get. And I decided for whatever reason to get Hex Hall by Rachel Hawkins. <laughs> I then oh, read man. Hex Hall on my e-reader and I loved it. I had such a fun time with it. I had like, I don't know, it was just such an enjoyable, cute read. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I never read anything else on that e-reader ever <laughs> again. Literally nothing. I have never read another oh, book on God. that e-reader. I remember I tried. I was like, at one point, I was like, oh my God, it's been a year and a half. It's been two years. I've never read anything. I'm going to use it to read PDFs. And so I tried like putting PDFs on there and I yeah. was like, this is dumb. I can just do this on my computer. <laughs> oh, man. So that so, was a $100 copy of Hex Hall. Yes, it's the most basically. expensive <laughs> version of Hex Hall that you could possibly no, nobody's read. Nobody's ever spent that much money on Hex Hall before. And but. what's so funny is that like literally the author hasn't even doesn't own a one hundred dollar copy not. of it. It doesn't no, no, exist. No, no, but, but what's <laughs> funny is that because I read it as an ebook and I didn't have a physical book of it, I kind of forgot about it. 
Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, I didn't have it on my shelf. I didn't have it in my presence. So I kind of forgot about it. And I never read any of the sequels. Oh, so, that's a shame. The sequels are good. Yeah, I just But read I totally that know book. what you mean. I totally know what you mean, though, about if something's on your e-reader, like, I forget that I have it on my e-reader. Yeah. And so yeah. when I'm thinking about, like, oh, which book should I read next? I just go look at my shelves. And I don't bother checking my e-reader. So there's so many books on there that I do want to read. But I just never, ever read them. Because I'm like, oh, it's not on my TBR or whatever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just forget about them because yeah. they're not in front of my face. Exactly. It's um, true. All right. So our next uh, request comes from Anush, who says, hi. I love poetry, short stories, YA, anything. I would love for a book that hit me as hard as Little Fires Everywhere. Uh, so yeah, so we need a book that hits her hard. Um, what are you, what, what's your one? I'm okay. I'm very curious. What's going to hit us hard? <laughs> okay, this one hits hard and is YA and is written very poetically. So I feel like it hits a lot of the criteria that Anish was asking for. Um, this book is called If You Find Me by Emily Murdoch. Never um, heard of it. <laughs> right, yeah, this is a book that I swear a lot of people have probably never heard of, but I'm constantly recommending it at my work because I work at a bookstore. I always have it on my staff picks, and I'm like, people, you need to read this book. <laughs> um, it's about a girl and her young little sister. So the main character is about 16, I think, and her sister is six. And basically, they live out in the woods. And you don't know why they live out in the woods, but they live out there by themselves. Um, I think they're sometimes visited by their mom or some other people but basically the younger sister hasn't spoken a word in a year and Mm. she used to speak before that so there's kind of a whole mystery of like why did she stop Mm -hmm. speaking like did something bad happen to her and based on the whole situation it's like you know something bad happened um but the book is written so beautifully Mm. like it's just it's one of the it's one of the most beautifully written books I've ever read and it's very touching because it's a story about sisters, it's a story about survival and mm. there's a lot of kind of dark undertones to the book which you discover as you go along so it's definitely not for like the faint of heart I guess if you <laughs> if you don't like things that are super dark then don't read this book but it will hit you hard by the end for sure. Have you read anything else by that author? No, I'm not sure if that author has any other books. She might. She might, yeah. but I don't know. And actually, I'm pretty sure she was originally a poet. So she's like a poet turned oh. novelist. So I think she probably doesn't have That's a lot That's why of... the writing is so beautiful. Exactly. I looked her up after and I was like, ah, oh, makes sense. It makes sense. Oh, but yeah, cool. I've, I haven't read anything else because I don't know if she has anything else. But I'll have to look into that. I always find, um, I mean, not always, but I very often will like read an amazing book mm-hmm. and then I'll never read anything by that author yep. again. Yep, and it happens like, all the time. <laughs> why am I? What? What am I? Why am I being so dumb? <laughs> like, yeah, why I am I being stupid a book by this author? Why wouldn't I at least enjoy another book by this author? No, totally. Right? That's just another uh, another mashed potato uh, conundrum for another day. <laughs> we'll have to <laughs> give that a different name. Yeah, we'll have to think of another name for that. Um, yeah, it's kind of like uh, the the one I always think of is Kurt Vonnegut. I read Cat's mm. Cradle by him, like. Uh, I don't know, a decade ago or something. Yeah. I loved it. I was like, this is one of the best books I've ever read. This is mm-hmm. amazing. And then it wasn't until this year that I read another Kurt Vonnegut. Like, so why funny. didn't I instantly read more? I don't know. It's so weird. It's funny. I kind of have a similar but different thing to say about Kurt Vonnegut. I oh. read a book of his long, long time ago and was like lukewarm on it. And then I didn't read another one of his books until this year. And I hated it. <laughs> Oh no! Okay. So, so sorry. <laughs> Let's never talk about Kurt again. <laughs> but yeah, that's really oh. funny because I read it for my book club and I was like, you know what? I think I'm done with Kurt. <laughs> what were the two books that you read by him? Well, the first one was Slaughterhouse Five and I was like, okay, okay. that was pretty good. Like cool. that's his like most widely renowned book. So I was yeah. like, that's probably, it was fine. And then this year I read Breakfast of Champions. Oh. And I just did not vibe with it at all, unfortunately. Damn. Yeah. Okay, well, I read Cat's Cradle, and then this year I read um, God Bless You, Mr. Rosewater. Yeah. So I guess we read two really different ones. Really different. I've heard good really... things about Cat's Cradle, though, so maybe, maybe I'll give him one more chance in Cat's ten, ten more really years. Cat's Cradle is really cool because it's, <laughs> yeah, another, every ten years you get a Kurt Vonnegut. Yeah. Um, Cat's Cradle is cool because it's, like, apocalyptic. Okay, dystopian. sold. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Me and Arlene are such dystopian, like, fans. 
Um, right? Well, the book I've chosen is kind of a weird one, and I really want Anush to read it. <laughs> um, <laughs> it, it is Tiny Beautiful Things by Cheryl Strait. Ah, Cheryl. So, ah, Cheryl. My good buddy so, Cheryl. <laughs> Cheryl is more... Why am I just calling her Cheryl? I, <laughs> I love doing Who that. Who <laughs> the heck do I think I am? Um, she is most commonly known, most widely known for Wild, her memoir about hiking the PCT Trail from Mexico to Canada mm-hmm. um, up the Pacific uh, Crest Trail. That's what it said. No, Pacific Coast Trail. Whichever. Uh, that <laughs> the trail. PCT. She hiked it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then there's a film version of it, obviously, starring Reese Witherspoon. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually haven't read Wild. But have I, I have a signed copy of it. Let me just tangent slightly. I got. I was very lucky. I mentioned this in last week's episode that I got to interview Margaret Atwood. Yeah. I don't. What I don't think I mentioned was that the moderator for that panel was Cheryl Strait. No way. So, That's so cool. Because I didn't have time to come home before going to that interview, I couldn't get my cop my copy of Tiny mm. Beautiful Things. So in the airport, I bought a copy of Wild. And I took it to the wow. interview. I had no idea if there would be an opportunity for her to sign it. But yeah. at the end, she, a lot of other people like on the crew also bought their copies at the airport. <laughs> that's so funny there. that it was still being sold at the airport. Oh, I know. Like, they had two book. copies. It wasn't nice. just a one copy thing. Um, <laughs> and I, yeah, I like uh, got it signed. So she was, by the way, one of the nicest people of all time. And that's super important to this book. So mm. Tiny Beautiful Things is um an advice column it's a compilation of different advice pieces from her advice column she went by the name sugar and people would write like dear sugar i am having this problem Mm. i'm having a problem with my husband or i'm having a problem with my career or my love life or whatever and then she gives advice so you know classic advice yeah but two things one Her advice is insane. And like I said, she is the nicest person ever and so generous and compassionate. And she's just one of those people that feels like she's, first of all, like been through stuff. So Mm -hmm. she has perspective on life. But secondly, that she wants the best for everyone. So she gives this like really beautiful advice that like you just read it and you're like, damn, that wasn't even my problem. But somehow you fixed part of my life. (laughs) (laughs) She's a genius. um, But the other part of it is that the letters that people write her are so vulnerable. They are so open and honest. And you're just, like, getting this beautiful perspective on people's lives. Do you know what I mean? Like, people are just opening up and being like, I have this problem. And I need your help. And it's so beautiful to just kind of get a glimpse at humanity. Like, people that are totally different from you. Like, with totally different problems. Um, I remembered I dog-eared some of these pages, like, when I read it. And, yes, okay. So, I want to just, like, read the beginning of this one. So, this person writes, Dear Sugar, three of my best college buddies and I go away for an annual guys weekend at a cabin in the woods. We're all in our mid-30s, and we've been doing these get-togethers for close to a decade. It's our way of staying in touch. So, he talks about how he goes to this cabin with his friends, and it's the best ever. Um, on our most recent get-together a couple months ago, I overheard my friends discussing me. Before this incident occurred, the four of us had been on the subject of my love life. My longtime girlfriend and I broke up for a lot of reasons, but they got back together and stuff. So later, she goes for a walk and he comes home and hears them talking about her oh, um, and about him. And says, I tried to pretend I hadn't heard what they'd said, but soon I told them what had happened. They were extremely embarrassed. And then she says, what do you think? Should I forgive and forget or find a new batch of buddies? <gasps> and it's like, oh my God, what a scenario. And he talks about the feelings that he had and stuff. And the beginning of her letter starts, what a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> and then how I'm sure dread- she great advice. Yeah. She's like, how dreadful it must have been to hear friends saying negative things about you. How mortifying they must have felt when they learned you'd been listening. <laughs> you have every reason to be upset and hurt. And yet, dot, dot, dot. And then she goes on to talk about it. And it's just, I don't know, like story and story after that where I felt so much compassion and sympathy for the people writing in. And I felt so like inspired and heard by her advice i love this book that sounds amazing that's almost like a combination of 
like a bunch of people's memoirs, kind of, but since it's in an advice column, yeah, like, it's kind of like a magazine meets a memoir and yes. smash it together and you get this book. Like that <laughs> yes, sounds so exactly. good. It is. It's so good. I really recommend it to everyone. Um, and it will hit you hard. Like some of the stories you're just like devastated over and some of the advice, because Cheryl Strait also like talks about her own life and a lot of her answers. Mm. So you learn a lot about her and you kind of just are like, God, humans are beautiful sometimes. <laughs> right. I feel like next week when you ask me what book I bought most recently, it might be that book. Yes! <laughs> if I that have it at my great. store, I I think I'm going to get it because that sounds like my kind of book. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, all right. Do you want to read the last request we're doing today? Absolutely. I love this one. This one is from Emma who asks for books with morally gray characters, but not Victoria Schwab books, <laughs> <laughs> which is an important distinction because I was I totally going to recommend Vicious. <laughs> That's so funny. I'm sure she, either she's read them all already and she's mm -hmm. like, I love this thing of having morally great characters, so I want something else. Or everyone recommends her Victoria Schwab and she's like, there yeah. must be something else. There's got to be something else. And I can prove to you that there is because I went to my shelf and I found a couple that I could recommend. Um, but the one I've decided to go with is a short story collection by a very famous author that lots of people may not have read or heard of. And that is Skin and Other Stories by Roald Dahl. Never so, heard of it. <laughs> right, <were> right. No, <laughs> exactly. Everybody's heard of Matilda and the BFG and, you know, James and the Giant Peach. But Skin is a more adult book, which would explain mm -hmm. why a lot of people don't know about it, because it just hasn't reached the children yet, thank goodness, because <laughs> it's, not, it's not for children. Um, and this one is, yeah, a pre it's pretty much a collection of 11 short stories, and each one has morally gray characters, if I remember correctly. Like, a lot of the stories are very twisted. Each one has mm -hmm. a crazy twist at the end. So okay, while you're fun. reading, you think it's one thing, and then it's like, whoa. Like, just to spoil one of the stories, there's yeah. a story where a woman kills her husband with a frozen leg of meat that she is going to cook for dinner. She just takes it out to thaw and they get in some kind of altercation, whatever, and she ends up killing him with it. And then she cooks it up and serves it to her dinner guests. So like, God. yeah. And so you think like, oh man, she murdered someone. She's totally going to go down for this crime. And then she's like, just has some guests over and cooks them a wonderful meal. And oh <laughs> nobody God. is the wiser. So there's no yeah. murder weapon to find. Right? Like, so it, that's, that's pretty uh, morally gray, if you ask me. But not, not all of the stories are about murder, but that's just the one that I remember the most fondly because it was crazy. The so, most fondly. <laughs> I, I really love twisted stuff, as I'm sure people will discover while listening to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that is no, really that it's my stuff. I, I remember discovering that Roald Dahl has, like, intense adult books and mm -hmm. being like, what in the... Because, you know, like you said, he's so, so, so deeply well-known for his children's stuff. Yeah. Um, and at some point, I was at a bookshop looking probably for an author whose last name was D., Mm -hmm. Well, like started with D and like saw doll and all of these books I'd never heard of. And then I was like, wait, they're all like erotic and like really <laughs> a, like creepy. I was like, this is crazy. Like to think yeah, that two, who is this man? Like, almost like two different careers. It's know? true. It's like, that's why people use pen names now. You know what I mean? Mm. So it's like, you can separate those two yes. different types of writing, but he did yes, not do that. That's so true. <laughs> that's so interesting. Yeah. Um, Sweet. Well, I'm always down for a short story collection. So actually, I probably should check that out. I highly recommend it. Like, weird. Also, I love the <laughs> idea of like all of these plot twists. There's nothing like a plot twist. Oh yeah, and it's like, but you know that there's gonna be a twist, but you can't tell what it's gonna be because <laughs> he's so good. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so my book for a morally gray character is a book that oh, I just try and make everyone read. <laughs> um, it is All We Shall Know by Donal Bryan. My man, Donald. Um, <laughs> it's spelled D-O-N-A-L, like Donald without the yeah, D. Right. And I remember mentioning it in a video being like, by Donald, uh, by Donald Ryan. And someone was like, it's Donal. And I was like, oh, it's because it's Irish. So it's Donald. Uh, I would have cool said Donald as well. So yeah, thanks exactly. for that correction. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is a book that I randomly picked up one day because of the cover and like m the edition I have has blue sprayed edges. Like it was just very attractive. So mm -hmm. I picked it up and started reading it and right off the bat, you're like, wow, if this isn't a morally great character. <laughs> like it's basically this woman who is having this fight with her husband and they like just 
hate each other and aren't seeing eye to eye, but you mm-hmm. don't like him at all. You're kind of like, he doesn't seem like a good husband. Right. Um, and so you're very much like sympathetic for her. But then she has this kid come over. Well, he's not a kid, I guess. He's 17. He comes over because she's his tutor. And they've kind of, you get the vibe that they've been flirting before. Oh. And then they end up um, sleeping together. And yeah, she gets pregnant. And Ooh, so that's then, crazy. Then you're just like, oh my god, wait, I don't feel sympathy for her anymore. Um, but then in the book, basically, she um, she becomes a pariah. Nobody in the town. She lives in this small Irish, you know, conservative town. Mm. Nobody will give her the time of day. Everyone just like wants to pretend she doesn't exist, doesn't talk to her, and she feels like, oh my god, <laughs> this is so um, suffocating. But she also hates herself. So oh, it's kind of, so it's that thing though, it's that thing where you're just like, is she good? Is she bad? She did a dumb thing and a bad thing, but she's also not a bad person. Like, oh, it's, and it is the whole time you're the, it's like a character study. You're just like, That's do I like this person or do I not? Um, I love this book a lot. Like mm-hmm. I just, <laughs> it was one of those, I, I was almost on the edge of inventing another term. I'll stop myself. But it was one of those, like, readings of a book that is so delicious. Like, every single page, you're just like, oh, this book is so yeah. good. I love that. Like, you that. just connect with it so hard. Um, yeah, that was this book for me. And I really recommend it. All We Shall Know. Donal Ryan. Not one that a lot of people talk about, but. And definitely, should. definitely not Victoria Schwab. Very no, different. Not, not Victoria Schwab. <laughs> it's kind of the opposite of Victoria Schwab, <laughs> as far as I can tell. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, that gets us to the end of episode two. Ooh, that was a good we time. Did it. Great job, everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we want to thank everyone again for all your support. If you want to check out our Patreon, um, we are about to record our mini podcast where we talk about two old YA books. Um, and last week when we did it, it was freaking hilarious. (laughs) Yep, it was a great time, let me tell ya. Yeah, so definitely go check that out if you want to. The first one is available for free. You can go check it out and see if it's something you want to, um, join us for every week. Um, and yeah, definitely go let us know on our Instagram if you've read any of these books. And if you like them, um, or if you want to check them out, because that's super fun. Totally. And if you want to submit your own recommendation request, yes. please send us an email. We love getting emails. It's very exciting. At it is. Um, booksunboundpodcast <laughs> at gmail.com. Yes. I'm so so glad that's that where you can that. send them. Yes. Because I feel like it's easy to find them if they're all in one place. So please mm-hmm. send us emails. That would be awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us, this guy. <laughs> joining us, this guys. Uh, you can tell I'm tired and it's time for the end. Thank <laughs> We're you not so professionals, much for joining guys. us for this episode. <laughs> um, and we will talk to you next time. Bye.